This is season three of the Truth and Transformation podcast. Truth is subjective, but you have your truth that when you follow radically changes all areas of your life. So this podcast will be raw, real, unedited. There will be adult conversation. There will be cursing. So if that's not appropriate because you've got young ones around, put your headphones on. I'm your host, Kirsty D, a woman's wellness intuitive coach. Let's dig in. Let's go. Hello, 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 lovely. Today I want to talk to you about stress, attitude, desire, and eroticism. I want to talk about them together because I actually think we can put these together really, really nicely and have some like real ahas with all of these things when we put them together. There is nobody that, you know, doesn't um, experience stress at times. And there is nobody that's going to get to the end of their life without experiencing, you know, some stress going forward. You know, that is part of being human. It is, it's something we all experience. You know, this could be stress with um, a relationship breaking down. It could be stress with your, you know, struggles with your mental health, with anxiety. It could be struggles with your physical health. It could be financial struggles. It could be, you know, challenges with um, parenting. It could be, you know, something happening in your neighborhood or collectively. You know, we all experience stress at times, you know, through daily challenges or something more than a daily challenge, just something that, you know, as I say, could be happening in your personal life, it could be something that's happening collectively. But there's nobody that doesn't at times experience stress. Every single person does. So I thought it would be really good to, you know, to talk about that today and then to talk about um, attitude and desire and eroticism. And I wasn't planning on, you know, putting these topics together for the final, for the final episode. Knew I wanted to talk about, um, stress for the final, um, episode for series three. So if you don't know, this is the last one for series three. And then I'm not sure when season four is going to be back yet. So you can follow me on social media and I'll update on them when season four of the podcast is coming back. But, it, it literally, this kind of happened randomly this morning. I'm listening to this audible book called Mating in um, Captivity with Esther Perel. And I just, I'm only about, um, I've listened to about an hour and a half so far and loving it so far, but I haven't finished it. Um, but I I really was just like listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, this. And it just made me think like, let's put these topics together. Thought it'd be a really, really nice way to polish off season three. Because um, she was talking about how um, desire, with desire, there's this kind of um, almost like, for desire to be there, there's almost like this has to be this kind of lack there. So she didn't say this, but this is kind of what I took away from it, right? If you think about like, you know, when you're hungry and you're desiring food, it's because like, you know, you need food. There's a lack of food. And what I took from that is, and then, you know, she was talking about it in terms of relationships and stuff and how in the beginning of a relationship, there is often a lot more like, um, passion and excitement and she was talking about because the certainty isn't there like you don't know like does this person like me do they not like me 
etc 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 but as you've been together for you know a certain amount of time there is more security and stability reached so desire often will will go down and obviously there's a healthy component to that because you don't want to be constantly like if you feel constantly worried does this person like me (laughs) you know it's probably not the healthiest relationship you know you you want to be with somebody that you know that they're into you and that they like you but she was talking about though you know desire really comes from there is this certain um amount of it where you know it's it's unknown it's you know unpredictable and I thought that was a real beautiful word to talk about that in terms of like stress attitude desire and eroticism and the reason for that is a lot of the times when we feel stress um, it's because of the unknown and we worry and we feel anxious and we're like, are things going to change? Are my desires going to happen? But like, if we knew everything, you know, like was guaranteed, then there wouldn't be this, like that desire wouldn't be there. Therefore, we wouldn't have the, you know, the excitement and the rush and like, I really want this. We wouldn't have the thrill. And often, you know, like I think we all can often crave more play and more fun and just more excitement in our lives, especially if, you know, things are hard and things are really, really stressful. And I know for me, I've often craved like, you know, more fun and more excitement and more play and you know day-to-day life you know can sometimes feel very mundane and very boring you know like um you know I'm not one of these parents that I don't you know when you when you see, see people and they just seem to just be totally like all they've ever wanted to do is you know be be a parent and for me I've always you know you know wanted more than just the in courts like ordinary life you know like not that that exists but I think you know what I mean I've always desired things I've always you know desired more and like you know, when life has been hard and it's been stressful and stuff, you know, that can often come up more. And, you know, and then that anxiety and those things can come up like, you know, is it ever going to happen? And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And, but here's something that I also really started realizing that if we're always chasing, we're always going for more, you know, I'm all for you going for more. My membership is actually called the more membership because I think we've been very shamed for wanting more. And I always say this, like, you know, you can want more and be really grateful for everything that, that you've got. And actually, when you look at it from a survival point of view, you are going to desire more. There's never going to be a time that, that you're not purely because, you know, as I say, it's in our, in our biology to desire. It's very linked to survival. As I say, you know, we get hungry and we desire food to ensure our survival, but we have more than those like physical needs of like food and water. We actually have needs for things like connection, for things like actual growth and excitement and passion and stuff. And they're the ones that are more higher up once your basic needs are met. But they are something that once your basic needs are met, it's not like you're like, okay, I'm super happy now. No, what actually happens is, you know, we have this need to um, grow and to evolve. So then we have needs that are, I guess, more 
you know, luxury, more pleasurable. And that's when we, you know, we can really start comparing ourselves and thinking, gosh, other people just seem to have more fun and have more excitement. And regardless whether that's true or not, because we know the comparison thing and we know about the highlight reel and we don't always see everything, right? But regardless, we are going to desire. And then on top of that one, you know, life feels stressful. Like for instance, this week, I'm recording this really late Sunday evening. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I've been ill this week so I've only just literally sat down to like record this one but I was like it is the final one of season three like I've gone this far like we are doing the final episode um but I've been ill this week and um still struggling with like fatigue and all of that but um Tony had COVID not sure if I had COVID it didn't come up on the test um but I think I perhaps had COVID and then um, Clark wasn't too bad, Dot has been ill, so it's just been quite a really stressful week, and then obviously heat wave, which <laughs> makes when you're ill, like, another level. Um, so it's, it's like, we all have these things that will happen, you know, that can be very, very stressful, you know, household, that's all sick, and you're sick as well, and you're trying to look after them, really, really stressful. And I had this moment, actually, where, um, it was really, really powerful to see because I've been doing this work. I actually managed to stay in in pretty good attitude with it all. Um, and it, like, you know, rather than thinking, you know, oh gosh, why is this happening? I, I just, just very much just like surrendering and just very much just like, this is what it is surrender to it. And then obviously, as I've got more tired as the weekends, um, progressed not gonna lie been feeling like you know irritated and like ratty and just been like oh I just want us all to get better but my attitude has been very different like and this has been happening for like years and years and years of like how it would have once over once over I'd have been like oh just my look why is this happening this always happens etc you know and I'm not saying I don't have those days I certainly do as I said I found myself like you know getting irritated and grumpy and just been like oh gosh and I think that's all of us and then also in that I was desiring desiring like I just want us all to like feel better I I just you know want a whole household to be healthy and stuff and you can see how that is also you know incredibly incredibly healthy you know wanting to get better that just makes sense and also that desire forces us to take actions it forced me to rest it forced me to you know really look at you know what I was putting into my body you know just eating little and often um you know giving my daughter like she was like really struggling with fever like you know giving her medicine to take her temperature down and stuff like without that desire because desire motivates us to kind of take take the action and especially when you're tired and especially when you don't feel like it because if we didn't have that we wouldn't do any like we we wouldn't um like we literally wouldn't survive and this is one of the things that I always say to people it's like um resistance comes up for you you know like um I if you know if I didn't have any any like resistance like coming up then um you know like I would just carry on as normal and I wouldn't have rested but at the same time, the your attitude really, really makes a difference as well. So, you know, I've been dealing with that this week. 
and it really, really got me thinking um, about, so I was listening to this audible part of like me resting and stuff, and she was talking about um, eroticism and stuff, because throughout all of this I've also been of course like desiring more fun and desiring more excitement because I was just thinking oh for god's sake like really like you know like do we ever just get to like have um like fun and play and stuff you know and I think like everybody can like relate to that at some point where you know life just feels a bit um monotonous and it just feels like there's all these things and as I said kept a pretty good attitude but there was this desire for just like oh I just want some more fun and more excitement and you know like cleaning up and you know after everybody's like sick and all of this just just not fun (laughs) not fun at all and it was one of those things that, you know, when you just like listen to something, when you just feel like you just needed to listen to it, like divine intervention type thing. And also like, yes, that, but also no, because one of the things that um I've really been doing is like, like I listen to my intuition a lot. Like I really, really like work with my body and stuff and I find it always guides me to exact things that I need to like hear and see and that's you know a part of attitude as well that you know I have that I think this is where spirituality really really helps me with my attitude and that kind of like growth mindset because what I have noticed actually about people that really really struggle they don't have that belief like in in something so I'm like, you know, every other person that I doubt, I worry, I get anxious at times. But I think this is where, you know, spirituality, witchcraft, you know, astrology for me, for other people, it'll be something different, right? But for me, they're the things that like, you know, I really believe in. Like that has really, really helped me have that belief, that trust, that um that there's that there's more that desire and we need that as I say because it motivates us to keep going and to keep going for things we want otherwise we would just have this attitude of like well you know nothing's going to change what's the point this very defeated thing and when you feel like that as I say you'll if you've ever felt like that before you'll know it's really really hard and I have really noticed a difference between the people who believe in something and the people who don't and you know who will show up and keep going but I've also seen this other side of it where sometimes kind of in like the law of attraction spirituality field and stuff people also then haven't dealt with reality they're just like well I'm just going to manifest the partner or I'm going to just you know manifest the opportunity but they don't actually do the work and when I say like do the work I'm I don't mean that you have to constantly be working and hustling and and all of that because I actually think part of doing the work is like listening to your body and as I say resting and all of that but I mean is in like they will be trying to like um say manifest a partner or something but not looking at um I guess where they may um you know struggle with conflict or get really defensive or struggle with boundaries or whatever it is and it's just like you know, you can keep manifesting all you want, but unless you look at your patterns, nothing's going to really change. And that requires you to 
look at your desires, look at what you want and why you want it and to look at your attitude. And this really plays a role when you think about having a more exciting, thrilling life, when you think of um, eroticism. Because, and this is something that when I was listening to this Audible, like it really hit home for me. So like last week I had my husband on the podcast episode and we were talking about on that episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But we were talking on that episode about, you know, um, us bringing in, you know, like we've been like role playing and doing different things, you know, kind of in our sex life. And what I realised actually was, as I was listening to this Audible, I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's the the thrill, that's the the excitement piece, you know, that's, it's something that like, when we started um, bringing that in, neither of us knew like how the other person was going to take it and how it was going to go, that's the, that's the uncertainty piece. And I thought about it and I thought, oh my gosh, like, and we've been together a really, really long time, um, been together 16 years in October and stuff. And I thought, gosh, it is really, really true. And I talked last week, um, if you listen to the podcast episode about our relationship, and I said, it, it on literally said on the podcast episode, how, you know, like, we don't think this is a done deal. We don't know if we're going to be, you know, like, together forever. Like, we actually don't know. And, you know, I was talking about in that episode, you know, how that, you know, we have good sex and we have this like chemistry and stuff. And it just made me realise actually, um, as I was listening to this, I thought, because in our relationship, there is still this uncertainty, there's still this mystery. And and it just made me realise actually so often, like we want our desires. And it is that cliche thing, but, you know, like, it being about the process. Now, I'm all for you having your desires, all for that, right? But if every single one of our desires happened instantly, there wouldn't be that thrill, there wouldn't be that excitement. Like, there just wouldn't be. And without any duality in life, without any stress, now, I'm not saying you have to keep going through, like, hard, stressful things, I always say that, but there is this part of where we have to accept that life does have, you know, we do actually have to learn how to manage a certain level of stress and actually realise that's a call for us to take care of ourselves and learn how to manage our stress, not try to avoid it because you actually can't and you'll spend your whole life being in pain. And it's not always about trying to make everything exciting because if you're doing that, again, you're trying to avoid pain, which keeps you in pain. So there is this certain level of, um, you know, accepting the kind of like the mundane and, and, you know, the boring parts of life, right? Because that's also part of stability and security. Not saying that your life always has to be boring by any means, but what I'm saying is the thrill and the excitement level is, um, that's the unpredictable stuff. And we can't, um, like humans need a certain amount of stability, right? And that's what she was basically saying on this Audible, that we have a need for stability and for security. And we also have a need for thrill 
and excitement and passion and uncertainty. Now, and everybody will have them in different levels, right? Every single person. And you were saying about and how often the two things can be polar opposite. The thing that will give you, um, you know, like security and stability might not give you the desire um, and give you that thrill and give you that excitement. Now, if you listen to season two, when I had my husband on, um, he was on, as I said, last week for season three, he was also on for season two, he was on for season one as well. Um, I was, I talked about, I'm pretty sure I talked about this on season two, maybe I didn't, but I'm pretty sure I talked about this on season two, about how I was craving more fun and, you know, like, um, more, um, excitement. And I didn't know if, and the kind of sex and stuff that I wanted, I didn't know if I could have that with my husband. Like, I didn't think I could. And it makes sense because he was, he's the person that I love and we've got this stability together and we've got kids together. And, like, my brain couldn't comprehend how I could have that because, you know, like, we'd never had sex in that way. Like, it was something that whilst we'd always had, like, great sex we never had it in that way because we'd been bringing up kids and stuff. And it just, I was just listening to this audible and I thought, gosh, that just makes so much sense. And the other thing is, you know, like if you've had trauma or you've been brought up in like, um, you know, a household when you were a child that was quite chaotic, you know, parents couldn't regulate their emotions and stuff. There was always arguments or silent treatments or maybe there was abuse and stuff, right? Which obviously was the environment that I grew up in you know there was like nobody had a regulated nervous system fucking nobody um so like I knew chaos really really well and one of the things that you know if you've grown up in that kind of environment is that the normal mundane um like you know will will feel very very like boring to you like peace will actually feel boring to you so you will crave more thrill and more excitement but obviously that could get potentially very very dangerous because like we actually need a certain amount of stability and you can just keep chasing that and that's how people end up in like say trauma bond relationships or really unhealthy relationships where there's this push pull and you you know like and then they they fall out and there's a fight and then like it's just really unhealthy and then they get back together and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and it's because on some unconscious level they might not be conscious of it that like there's this thrill that's going on there this chaos and they don't know any different so which is obviously not healthy for us but we actually we do need some level of unknown and some thrill and it's so it's finding it a way in it that's healthy for you and only you can determine what that is and a part of that is I guess also accepting the kind of like the mundane and stuff and the the stresses of life and learning how to manage the stresses of life I've also been listening to another book on audible called come as you are not sponsored by audible at all I should really (laughs) as my audience grows get sponsored by audible because I always listen to audible and always recommend it and she was talking about um you know, like she was talking about sex and all these conditionings and stuff that we've all got around sex and talking about how we all have a break and an accelerator. And, you know, when it comes to like um, desire and sex and stuff, 
sometimes we're not feeling up to it because the day-to-day like stresses of life turn that off and this is something that I can really relate to because you know when I'm like really stressed like so for instance if the house is like really really messy I'm just not desiring sex as much and 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 but then I'll be desiring like you know other things like you know the house to be like clean and tidy um but like that just desire on its own I have to also you know action that whether it's like I get up and clean the house or whether I ask my partner to help me or whatever it is you know like the point is desires are always there and it's really in context to what's going on but like it can also go the other way of like desire on a certain thing can can go down so you know if I'm really tired and stuff like for instance desire for sex is going to go down and she was talking about so that unconsciously all throughout the day you know, like the brakes will be going on on certain desires and the accelerator might be going on on other desires. So like, um, I don't know if you're struggling financially and stuff, you may have a real pull towards, you know, wanting to make more money. Um, but like other things, you know, you might not have as much interest in. And it just really got me thinking, actually, if if we can learn to manage our stress and stuff better and meet our needs, our emotional needs and our physical needs by understanding them better, by understanding that you actually have a need for thrill and excitement and it's not because you're ungrateful, but it is actually a need and how can you meet that in you know a conscious way and what do I mean by a conscious way I mean a really self-aware way rather than you know because we've all known examples of people who have been feeling this void so they've gone to meet these needs in ways that have ended up maybe hurting them or hurting somebody they love you know and this, you can look at anything from addiction to affairs. And this is not judging anybody that's, you know, had an affair or anything like that. My point is that, you know, if we were to understand what was going on better, you know, as I said, I had my husband on last week and we talked last week and I spoke very honestly about how sometimes I would crave to be with other people besides my husband and I felt so much shame around that and I felt like I couldn't say it and that I would be really really judged for that and we talked about you know and Tony talked about how like so many of his friends have said like they could never have the conversations we have with their partners like they just would not take it well and I just thought oh my gosh, but like, if more people could be honest about these things, like, how much would that change all our relationships? But because we are taught these things make us bad or wrong, but what if it's not? What if it doesn't mean that you don't appreciate everything you've got? What if it doesn't mean that you don't, you know, love the people in your lives and stuff to bits? Right. And I know there can be exceptions, you know, people can, um, you know, like if these things kind of continue and people are unhappy, you know, people could, I don't know, fall out of love's the right word, but you get 
the point. But I thought if we actually had real honest conversations around our stresses and around our desires and really looked at our attitude and attitude is something that I've really had to work on because as I've said you know I can easily go into this very fixed mindset and this doubt and my anxiety can go up and be like it's never gonna work for me and I know I've done podcast episodes in season three about like a growth mindset and just being aware of kind of like my energy and how much it would go into that it's something that I have to work on daily if I'm honest because it will just go into doubt and stuff it's something that's not it's not natural for me. I have to really, really work on like looking at my attitude, you know, um, because, you know, mine very much will go into lack. It'll go into worst case scenario. Um, but I think for me, because I found something that helps me, which for me has been, I've saw the power of, to be honest, um, you know, manifesting spell work all of that and I think because I've saw the power of that um and like saw the power of things like you know law of attraction and stuff it's really helped me have this I guess growth mindset that as I say I really have to cultivate and as I say I've seen the difference between the people who don't have that um and it's for me I'm just like I like I just feel very blessed that I do have that um, but as I said, I've also seen the other side of it where people, um, you know, never want to look at their stuff and just want to manifest stuff. And it's just like, hey, I'm all for you manifesting. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also not the answer. Like, like I was talking about last week on the podcast episode is like, you know, we've had struggles, you know, um, with, with parenting and stuff you know my daughter found it really hard um when we moved here and I knew she was going to find it hard and you know we, we manifested moving here but like even though we manifest that didn't come without challenges as I said and then we manifested her getting like just the most perfect school and when I say perfect it was like you know perfect on paper um but like she still struggled with it and it's funny actually it was just perfect on paper and but I remember thinking oh, I'm not sure actually but I, I just thought that was me having a negative kind of mindset anyway we've now manifested her to going back into the school that she wanted to and managed to make it work with where we live now right so my point is you can do things like manifestation these things like really really um make a difference but it's like what good would any of that do if you don't also address the things that are coming up. So what's happened in the last year, as hard as it's been, we've been looking at, you know, why she got these struggles, why these things had, like really digging to the root of things. And we've really been looking at our parenting and stuff. And like, we've been doing this for the last couple of years. But like, imagine if we were just like, okay, well, let's just manifest that, but never actually look at the root of anything. So like manifesting isn't, oh like it's it's not the answer like manifesting is a beautiful tool and it's a beautiful thing to use but like you still gotta look at stuff and no matter how good you get at manifesting right you're still going to at times you know um things will still come up in your life that you don't like, you know, whether you believe that, you you know, you manifested them or not, I don't necessarily think we do manifest, um, everything, I, I think, I think there's truths in both of those things, to be honest, but my point is, 
we do have to, as humans, accept that there is duality and there is stresses and there is challenges and we need to learn, like, how do I be with that? How do I be with the mundane? And also create this conscious thrill and this conscious excitement and really look at you know my attitude and 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 my self-care like how do we merge the two and it's something that I talk about a lot and um I talk about it in kind of like my membership in the more method and we talk about looking at like fight flight freeze fawn responses which are like your trauma um responses you know that's your nervous system doing its thing to keep you alive and and it was talking about, so as I say, I was listening to this book called um, Come As You Are. And she was talking about something called the stress cycle and how we never complete it. How most of us like stay stuck in these things and these patterns. And she was talking about, so, you know, if you say deer is like, um, you know, like, I don't know, there's something coming to attack it and stuff, right? It may, like, um, run away, depending on the situation. It may, like, you know, if it doesn't think that will help it, it may, like, freeze. But after the situation, it will usually shake and then, you know, run off and, you know, be back to normal, like, regulated, right? And this is something that I kind of talk about in the more method and stuff. Um, But we as humans tend not to do that. So... As I say, this week's been really, really stressful. I'm still recovering. We're all still recovering, right? But I'm like looking at this and I'm like, okay, what's going on in my body? And I've got this kind of attitude as in like I can witness it. I can bring all this mindfulness. But a lot of us don't do that, you know, Um and then it's like, okay, what do I need? How can I self-soothe? Like, do I need to shake my body off? Like, what do I actually need? But most of us don't have, like, we haven't learned how to create that and how to have that breather. And I think until we learn to do that, until we learn, like, okay, how do I emotionally regulate? How do I learn to really, really kind of have this more growth and mindset to have this kind of more, you know, attitude that is actually going to bless me. I'm not talking about like this bypassing, this reframing everything. No, sometimes we have to face things and be like, this is really, really shit. Like this week, us all being sick, really, really, it's been really pretty shit. And then also, you know, I can put things into perspective and all of that. But I also have to allow myself to, to feel all that. Um, and then like notice any kind of like thoughts and stuff that come up, any like worst case scenarios, like, you know, um, I had that come up yesterday, which was really, really interesting. So like my legs have been like really, really, um, like sore and tense and stuff. And, um, I, I Googled it, which I know you should never Google symptoms, right? But that's not what I was trying to do. I was Googling it because why wasn't sure if I had COVID or not? And my husband had had it. I was Googling to see if it was one of those symptoms. And oh my gosh, that was a big mistake because it was like, this is the sign of, I'm not even going to go into it. You could have this and you could have that. And my brain was just like, oh my gosh, what if I actually do? And then I was like, get off Google, Kirsty, get off Google. Um, 
but that's the point. Your brain does all these things. And it's all very linked to survival. And I think if we don't have this awareness, like, oh my gosh, it can really, really take us down. Like, massively, massively take us down. And I think this is where desire can save us. And this is where I think a lot of people have really benefited from things like law of attraction and stuff because they've had this belief that, you know, if I think more positive, if I have this, you know, better kind of mindset, like I can manifest this. And that I think is actually a really good thing. Where I think it can become problematic is when people like spiritual bypass don't want to face things in the front and they're going to like somehow bring that in or manifest it, which, you know, it's just not how it works. It just doesn't work like that. So for me, it's like when we can use desire and use it in a healthy way to create more eroticism in our lives. And what do I mean by eroticism? I mean more excitement, more passion, more fun. But a part of that is being with the duality of sometimes life won't be, sometimes life will be boring and mundane. And can you be mindful with it? Can you sit with that? Can you be with that? Can you engage with that? Can you be present with that? And then can you consciously bring more thrill into your life? Like one of the things she said on this um, audible call meeting in captivity, she was saying there is something very erotic about the forbidden. And I just thought, oh my gosh, yes. Again, to go back to last week's podcast episode with my husband and stuff. And I was talking about on that episode, I also talked about it on the episode, um, Conscious Kink and stuff. And obviously, you know, discovering that I liked kink. Well, you know, it's like that is seen as something that, you know, a lot of people will deem as like taboo, you know. So it falls into that category of like, you know, been seen as almost a bit forbidden. And I just thought, yeah, there is something very, very exciting and very, very appealing about that but we don't talk about it, right? And this will look different for everybody. Like the things that excite me and, um, you know, like do it for me. And I'm not just talking about sexually. I just mean in life in general, right? Might not do it for you. But there is something about the um, uncertainty. I mean, if you think that's law of attraction all over, if you think of like, manifesting it's that uncertainty of like I want this I desire this will it happen will it come to fruition it's it is that like there is this certain level of you don't know and that dreaming about it and that you know um that fantasy and that hope and and that actually keeps us going and keeps us moving but then there's also this thing of like, we have to actually be present and live our lives in the here and now and engage with the here and now and and the isness. And our attitude to the relationship to the present moment and to the thing that we desire is gonna make a big effing difference. So what do you desire? You know, like for me, play is, I love doing like spell work. I love astrology. I love all these things. And it's very playful for me. And I never know how it's it's going to turn out. And I have seen, actually, and I really put it down to is when I'm doing these things, right, it's like everything's energy. And I've really saw the power of how things have changed and shifted and how things have manifested. But I also do it in, com- 
combination of like, I look at shit. I deal with the root of things. I face things that sometimes I don't want to face. There's this quote and it says that, um, you know, the truth will set you free, but at first it will piss you off. And I've often found this this the case. Sometimes like I've not wanted to look at family stuff, not wanting to look at my own dysfunctional stuff. Um, I've, I've not wanted to look at like some of the issues and stuff like, you know, before we moved here, I certainly didn't want to face the realities of certain things. You know, like certain things, you know, um, were dysfunctional and stuff. But to admit it and to accept it meant I had to do something about it. You know, like, there are, there is so many things. But and I, and I think this is also why sometimes when people are just manifesting and get really, really problematic. Like, I've literally saw people, like, you know, go like trying to manifest something and like, oh, but this and that, but that. And I'm like, but you're not facing, like, the literal shit right here going on in your life. Like, you know, I remember once um had this friend and she was just in the most just oh my gosh, just unhealthy relationship. And she was just like, Yeah, but my scar guides have told me that, you know, it's um a twin flame relationship, I'm gonna have this mixed relationship, I'm gonna have kids, and it's all gonna be great. And I was just like, But you just treat each other like shit. I mean, I didn't say this to her. And I, and it was, I always remember then, I'm just like, hmm, I have a little bit of discernment about, you know, this whole, my spirit guides told me and etc. And now it's funny because, like, I, I do those things now. Like, I, I'm really connected to that, like, of, like, spirit guides and stuff. But, I, and this this is not for everyone. Some people will be like, what? That's a bit, that's totally like, woo, I can't get on board with that. That's fine, you don't need to. Um, but I have really saw the power in that, right? And this isn't like me trying to be like, whoa, it's me, you know, and like, I'm so much more like clued up. No, not at all. You know, like I t have things that I don't see and blind spots and all of those things, right? But I also really, really work on facing the reality of things. You know, like, looking at the shit that I sometimes don't want to deal with. And at times, I'm human, I also avoid those things. And, you know, like we all do. Sometimes we all, like, don't want to look at our, say, bad habits or whatever it is. Or we feel stressed and we don't want to deal with it. We all do that at times. And I think, and that's where that spirituality piece really, really helps me. And that's why I really recommend Finding something that helps you. It doesn't have to be spirituality for you. It doesn't have to be witchcraft for you. Like, it can. It, it's literally whatever works for you. For you, it could be goal setting. But I think something that helps makes a huge difference. And I think emerging that with realising you do have a need for eroticism in your life. How, whatever that means for you, whatever rot, eroticism means to you. Does it mean passion? Does it mean more fun? Does it mean more excitement? Conscious thrill? Like, I think about, you know, how... <clears throat> oh, my voice is still gone. Still got a cough. Um, I think about how much, you know, my sex drive and stuff has gone up um, compared to what it used to be like. And I just thought, 
it's because it's this this is thrill to it now that before as much as it was it was like good there wasn't this I don't know it's like different now there is definitely this more thing of like you know like I don't want to say like not the norm because as I've always said like all these things are just very normal and very human and again I don't know if normal is the best word but you, you get what I'm saying I hope but there's definitely um you know can come and do sort of like kink and things like that so and you know under the forbidden so there is this like extra level of I guess oomph this thrill coming from it um and I think for me personally I often need that like I I often need that when you know and and I think you know if you're if you're a parent or maybe even if you're not a parent maybe you're in a job that's like feels really really boring right and you just cream up maybe you'll get this I just sometimes craving more fun and more excitement and more play and what I didn't like I think I knew on some level but not completely like that is what we've created like it wasn't like um like I didn't didn't really realize that's what we were doing but it's funny actually talking about the witchcraft and stuff. I did a spell around that. Around, I want more fun. I want more pleasure. I want more this. And like, that's kind of like what, this is, you know, how things are materialised. But that's not what I set out to do. And, but it's like, everything's energy. I always say this, but like, everything's energy. Like you can't, I think I've done a podcast episode on this talking about energy manipulation but literally everything is like you know the things that you say or don't say the things you do don't do like it causes energy to manipulate you know the best way I can put this I don't know if this is making any sense um but like you know if you were to walk into a room right it would shift the whole energy of the room so for me the more that we can get kind of conscious that we're always doing this and it doesn't have to be this icky, sinister thing like we've been taught it is, it's actually something you can't not do. You literally can't not do it. You literally can't not not manipulate energy. So for me, it's like, if you can't not not manipulate, then you need to do it from a conscious place and like be really, really aware that you're always manipulating energy so that when you're feeling stressed, you can be really aware of what your energy is doing. Or when you're desiring, you can be really conscious about what you're doing and what you're bringing into your life and what you're manifesting into your life. And whether I'm t- whether you're talking about literal manifestation of, you know, a lot of attraction or just the... The manifestation of, you know, I guess cause and effect of, you know, like your daily habits create something, you know, the, for instance, if you eat well and stuff, like that's going to manifest into something. If you eat 
foods that are really, really like not good for you, that's going to manifest instantly. So whether you see it from like the, a woo perspective of manifesting or just a literal, well, of course, again, your attitude is going to make a big difference. Again, we've all been around somebody, you know, and felt the energy of somebody that's been very optimistic and then somebody who has, you know, like everything's, you know, like very pessimistic, everything's dark in the world. It's energy. And that person who sees everything that way, you can guarantee there's there's not eroticism in their life. They they haven't got that um that that passion, that excitement. And maybe for them there was too much uncertainty and now they see everything kind of from this real dark lens probably gone through traumas and stuff whether conscious of it or not you know my point is we need to find this balance between um managing our stress completing the stress cycle by being aware of like do you go into fight fight freeze fawn learning to you know self-soothe um really, really learning, you know, ways to help you with, I guess, your outlook on life, your attitude. This is not about changing yourself. Like, one of the big things that I teach on is loving on all parts of you. Love on your doubt, love on your anger, love on your pessimism, all of these things, because they're all trying to protect you, right? Like, integrate all those things. It's, again, something that else that, you know, we do in my membership right but it's like how can you work with all of that and then also keep this hope and this optimism and not even just keep it but also live it you know like better days are coming and more joy and more of the things that you want but it's like you got to live this part as well and be present with this part and accept that there will be some duality and stuff. And then it's not just going to be an accident and it's not just going to be a coincidence. Like you actually have to cultivate, you actually have to find ways of bringing this eroticism into your life, of bringing this conscious thrill. And your way might look different to mine and mine way will for sure as hell um, evolve. As I say right now it is you know things like um one thing that I really really like and it's something I'm going to be manifesting more of because it is something that really really been um craving in my life and it's just nowhere near had it had enough of it in the last couple of years one of the things that really really brings this aliveness for me is sisterhood hugely um brings that passion for me and that excitement and that like um yeah just that real joy in life which to me is eroticism so it's sisterhood and it but it's also very much um it's a certain type of sisterhood in all honesty it's the type where I can be really me authentic to me and I can be into all the woo and the spirituality it's like you know, people who are into, I don't know, astrology, following the moon, spell work, 
like that is something and um, I'm actually going to be um I, I, I've one of the things actually I was talking about spirit guides actually my spirit guides have said to me they were like get some sisters together in circle you know like and I was just like okay I'm gonna do that um and it's something that I you know I haven't done since moving to Blanford and and obviously another thing for me is obviously as I say there's the witchcraft there's the astrology and all of that and then there's you know playing and fooling around with my husband and playing around with like role playing and all of that they might not be the things for you like your work is to find out what does it for you and how do you find out you just get curious you just try stuff you and you and like with no agenda just see like oh there's something in this this there's something about this that intrigues me you know, and for you, it might be like getting your ass to a circle, you know, I'm sure there will be some local circles in your area, it might be joining something like, you know, my membership, or my free challenge, One Love Toba, that's coming up, um, like every single person is going to look different, and then it's also, can I show up to my life as is, and to my daily stresses and stuff. And can I look at my attitude to those things? And like, can I see what's coming up for me and integrate it and do shadow work or whatever it is? And then, you know, bringing gratitude practice and stuff. But a gratitude practice that works for me, not once somebody's told me, I need to do this to manifest something because it's again it's just more bypassing it's it's like trying to you know do this to get this rather than like really sitting with what's coming up it's like really looking at at your stress and instead of trying to avoid it like what if this is coming up so I once and for all learn to be present or I once and for all learn to look at my patterns and look at what I need you know, again, I'm gonna like talk about from this book that I'm listening to, Come As You Are, she talks about that, you know, with stress and stuff, you know, there's different ways to deal with it, right, and there's, she talks about there's the top-down method, the bottom-up method, and sidewards, and, you know, the, the top-down stuff is, you know, the very kind of like the mindset and all of that, which is a lot of the stuff that happens kind of in the law of attraction field and stuff, like reframing and all of this, right, and it's, you know, very talk, the kind of talk therapy and stuff, right? And it works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And, and like, for some people, it can make things worse. I know for, for me, as somebody, um, you know, with complex PTSD, sometimes I would get addicted to talking about things. But also sometimes we need to talk about things and process things. Some people don't. Everybody's different. And I also know sometimes when I was just trying to reframe everything, it meant I wasn't dealing with things. I was just hoping things were going to manifest and change. All right. So for some people, those things might work well. And maybe they'll work for them in a certain season. Right. So it's not that those things don't work. I think it depends on the person and what they're going through. And then she was talking about like this bottom up method, which is more the getting to your body, the somatic stuff, which is something I find I really need. And I think a lot of us do to really tune into 
to our intuition and what's coming up. And I really think so many answers are there. And for me, that brings in this almost like spiritual piece. And then she was sent sideways as like mindfulness, which I think kind of starts bringing it all together. And I have found mindfulness personally really, really, really powerful. Um, but it's not like there's no one thing. There's no like, there's no quick fix with any of these things. And I think we live in a society and I think it makes us very vulnerable where people are like, I have the answers and this is going to be a thing and this program and this thing and this instant gratification. And it actually makes us very, very vulnerable and it actually takes our power away. Because like we're not then being in it. We're just trying to run away and trying to get somewhere else. And I think when we can actually learn to be with our stress to see our attitude, to bring this mindfulness approach and to bring love and compassion for ourselves and our um, situation and to speak kindly to ourselves. We often forget to have compassion and grace for ourselves and then to see our desires and to give it all love and to see where we crave more and we desire more and we want more eroticism in our lives. I think that's a real game changer. So this is the last one for series three. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Do come back for series four. Follow me on my social medias. I've just um, joined TikTok. Well, I joined it ages ago, but never did did put one video up and then didn't do anything with it. So I'm on TikTok. Um, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, and check out the free challenge, One Love Toba. It's about creating win-win um, relationships um, living life, you know, um, authentic to you. It's a real like self-love and love journey. As I say, it's completely free. Check that all out. Um, but just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here, being here for season three. And, um, as I say, come and follow me on my social medias because this is the last one for now. So I just hope you have the most wonderful day or evening and that everything that you know you're desiring the eroticism that you want in your life I just hope it all all comes true for you and and the things that and you know what's funny about that right some of them won't and I don't mean to sound pessimistic when I say that right I'm I I I think when some of them don't, I think it's because something better is coming. Because some of the things that I once wanted, I no longer want. And I couldn't see it at the time, but better things happen. Sometimes even in the shit. Like I wouldn't, you know what I talked about, like getting to like the root of things. I wouldn't have faced certain things had I not been pushed to. Sometimes, I don't believe we always have to go through stressful things, but sometimes the stressful situations made me really face some like of my inner demons and my struggles whether it was with parenting whether it was with relationships so for me I'm like it's a both thing you know it's really a both thing and um I want that for you too so yeah as I said join one love toba follow me on social media and stuff and um yeah just have the most wonderful day or evening depending on when you're listening to this namaste